You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 326. Those who will not learn the lessons of history... Are doomed to repeat them? And welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 326. I am Paul French, and today I am frozen, lad. <laughs> Are you letting it go? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. I know, right? How could I not be thinking of that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought the Disney zeitgeist had been, like, firmly implanted in everyone's brains, but whatever. Well, and and really, where I'm talking about that cold is because you know when, when I, I went, I left for Florida last week, and I was there until Wednesday, and <clears throat> it didn't seem that warm. Now, no, to be, it actually had they had a cold snap. It was yeah, a cold a cold snap. You know what I say to their cold snap? Pussies. I know, right? <laughs> Because my world, sir. Yeah, it, 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 you <laughs> oh know. Oh my God, it's fifty degrees. Get the heavy coats. Good grief. Um, <laughs> although they don't, they don't sell heavy coats down there. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's it's true. And so on the last day was the first. The uh, when I was on my way to the airport, it was the first day that I actually left the hotel compound, and and I had my coat out so that I would be able to change into it, so that when I landed in Buffalo, it wasn't as painful. Mm-hmm. And um, so on a couple of times, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not that warm out. I'll, I'll put my jacket on. It'll be easier than carrying it. And then I would put it on. It's like, oh, good God. No, that's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> but let me tell you, when I got off that plane in Buffalo, just walking that little vestibule for the corridor. Mm-hmm. Good damn, morning. Damn. That's all I could say. Damn. Um, yeah. So, uh very, very, very cold. Mm-hmm. It, it got it got really chilly down here. Yeah. By by you know relative standards, I mean, when we when we're kissing one degree, <laughs> that's cold for us. Uh, that's that's true. That it no yeah. without a doubt on the Fahrenheit scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and that, but yeah, exactly. I mean, that's still. Uh, that's uh, a bit. That's a that's a tidbit nippy. That yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. like we were we weren't far off that. Mm-hmm. Seriously, we weren't far off that the the other day. Oh they, yeah, they, they must... there wasn't a lot of um, temperature changing um, amongst the country. It, it came out of your neck of the woods and made mm. it right through Chicago and sat on top of us for about three days. We we had cold temperatures and thirty mile an hour winds sustained. Damn. So it gusted to forty. So it was cold. I had lip burn. Because I didn't have my lip balm with me, and my lips have been crunchy. Oh yeah, you gotta days. do the lip balm. Yeah, no, yeah. Nope. So now I have lip balm on me at all times. But you know, I was like, oh my god, my lips are burning. I haven't done anything to deserve that lately. So what's the <laughs> problem? Turns out, Mother Nature kissed me over and over and over again. So stupid, stupid winter. I know, right? I guess you do my intro, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> and I am Darren Noel, and I am trying to study for the fucking GMAT, boy. Because it is an annoying, annoying, annoying exam, and I am having to dig deep to find motivation to deal with it. So, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. It's painful, kids. It's, it's a painful test, so. But... But that, that's what I'm doing. Soon, that, that's it. And <laughs> soon it will be over. It will be um, 29th. I'm taking it on Thursday the 29th. So, And what's funny is I start class this next week. Mm-hmm. You know, as you guys get this, I, I start class on Tuesday. And I got one syllabus from my class so far. And turns out the, the professor scheduled a, uh, an exam on the date of my GMAT. Like, it's two weeks into the semester. Jeez. Who has a yeah. test? You know, or three weeks, sorry. Who has to test three weeks into the term? Apparently, this guy does. So, like, oh, I've got to email you and rearrange it, or else I have to pay another $50 to reschedule the GMAT. Tell so, him, dude, you uh, owe me 50 bucks. Yeah, well, that was basically kind of, yeah. sort of. 
uh, nicely. I was like, I really don't want to have to put out the 50 bucks to reschedule. Like, I was assuming we wouldn't have a test this early in the term. <laughs> silly, silly, Darren. I'm sorry. I, I was told there wouldn't be any math. <laughs> well, there's there's tons of math on the GMAT, unfortunately. So. Yes. yes. Uh, Although they're not testing your math skills, they're testing your thinking skills. Was what every video tutorial says to you. Yes, it's true. But yeah. But uh, I got news for you. They are testing your math skills too, because you have to do math to get to the answer to decide how to think about it. Yeah, you so. just have to think about the math, Darren. You have to yeah. think think about yeah. it. Yeah. Just, uh, if I think hard enough, then write it down. I'll be then, right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. You see, it can all turn out. It can all turn out. It will all turn out the way it is intended to turn out. Indeed. I am not worried about it. I'm just annoyed. Indeed. I, I, I'm at that point where I'm like, screw it. <laughs> you know? Eh, screw it. I'll get in. If I get in, if I don't, I don't. Eh. I can I can always take the test again and reapply later. So, you know, there there you go. So Yeah. Eh. There you go. So how are we, Paul? Well, here we are. We're into our this is really our our first recorded episode of uh twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! And uh, I did promise some more Legion uh content and so we're actually gonna a little combine a little uh Paul and uh, Darren and Paul's um event theater uh, with some Legion content because uh, we're going to do Legends 2 and Cosmic Boy issue number one. Mm-hmm. It's not every Legionnaire that gets his own solo series. It's only two, actually. Well, three. 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 Yeah. Superboy did okay for himself. Well, we don't count him. <gasps> oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, who are you? DC Comics? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, not, count, not counting Supergirl either. Sorry. Oh, geez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got you got your you got your Karate Kid there. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You got the Cosmic Boy. And you got the right? Cosmic and, Boy. Yeah. And, and then you got the Tippet Wolf, right? Oh God, I'd forgotten that. You're right. See, there you go. Three, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I don't think there's been a solo s- series since Timberwolf for any Legionnaire. No. So, excluding the Supers, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, hold on, Valor. I guess we got to include Valor in that, don't we? Yes, that's true. That's true. And, yes, mm-hmm. Four. Four. That, was, and, that and, would have been a good Stump the Subs question because I would have gotten it wrong, kids. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you hear that, Murray? You hear that? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's heard that. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so we're going to, uh, to get into the in, we're, two issues in one. We do. We have two, two, yeah. two in one. So, um, uh, so yeah, second month or, or se- I guess this would remember this was biweekly. That's right. Um, what was? No, Man of Steel was biweekly. This was oh yeah, not. Man of Steel's right, was, right. Yeah, so, Legends was not. So. so confused. All right, so, <laughs> um, so so we let's just take a look at the cover of this. Um, of course, Legends by Ostrander, Ween, Byrne, and Kessel, mm-hmm. Kessel. I like to say Kessel because I like to think that, that it, if, I, I like Kessel. If yeah. I, I think if he went for uh, you know if he was uh, out having a little morning jog, it would be the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Just like Womp Rats back home. Twelve parsecs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, so yeah, so we we uh, have on the cover an angry crowd surrounding uh, four heroes. They are Batman. Blue Beetle, Superman, and Guy Gardner. That's right. It's a new. It's a new DC, kids. Um, it is a new DC. So um, <clears throat> there's no stopping them now. <laughs> All right. So we get in uh, the first page, and we have the molten body of Macro Man. <laughs> Remember Macro Man? No, Macro Man. He's going to be so pivotal to the whole series. No, not really. And we're never. And and we'll see a lot more of him. No, no we never. Won't. Um, so yes, he, uh, uh, has, uh, died basically, um, after being struck by magic lightning and, you know, like you do. Mm-hmm. Shazam! <laughs> oh, oh, pile. Um, all right. So we have John Astra- Ostrander, Plotter, Len Wein, Scripter, John Byrne, Penciler, Carl Kiesel, Inker, Steve Haney, Letterer, Tom Zuko, Colorist, and Mike Gold, Editor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we have Gwyneth Tate from Wiz TV. 
<laughs> Wiz TV. I just made, like yeah, that name. Yeah, always made me laugh. Um, uh, doing an on-the-spot uh, report in Midtown, and uh, and so she's talking about this. Basically, gives us the recap of uh, of how Macro Man went uh, went down, and. Um, Oh, but she's got someone to uh, to help uh, help her out with explaining it all. Noted psychologist Dr. G. Gordon Godfrey, who mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so she challenges him on his whole thing about how he's been uh, protesting the presence of superheroes. And in light of today's tragedy, have you anything new to add? And uh, of course, he basically says that the very concept of the hero has become trite and outmoded. He sounds. It, it sounds like to me that a lot of G. Gordon's dialogue here could be, very well be lifted from the Wortham. Oh, um, absolutely. And I got to think that there was some parallel to that. There had to have been some talk about. Well, let's look at those old transcripts and see what kind of line Frederick Wortham was spouting during the uh, seduction of the innocent trials. Yeah. So he, so. Sa- he says today's uh, high-powered world is too. F- too sophisticated, too complicated, simply too dangerous for such an outdated notion as the heroic ideal. It's Mm. time we put all such childish notions behind us. And um, everyone's watching this saying, hey, the man has a point. Yeah. And uh, and I love this. The kid says, yeah, on top of his head. Because that's that's my favorite retort to you have a point is, yes, but your hat mostly covers it. Mm Mm-hmm. That that panel right there, it looks like that's Animal Man's family. Am I wrong? I I think um, not intentional, maybe, but it looks like it could be them. Yeah, but this was before Animal Man had well, that I family, know, I so. Know. Um, I know, but, but I like, I get, I like I to get think. Where you're well, from. maybe you know, in retrospect, that could be Animal Man. There you go. There you go. Eh, maybe. Um, so he basically is going on with his thing and everybody's saying, hey, guy makes sense. And then someone else says, well, I don't know. And he goes, hey, it's someone out, about time someone stood up for us ordinary Joes. Because apparently uh, they were living in 1940s. Uh, <laughs> um, You're talking about the G.I. Joes. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I'm with him. Them cut costume crumbums ain't never done nothing for me. You said it, sir. Um, yeah, so then we got... Um, this is how America works. <laughs> yeah, we got Billy Batson uh, looking all shocked, and, uh, and, and he says, I can't believe it. It took so little to turn those people into a bloodthirsty mob, and yet maybe they're right. After all, I was a superhero briefly before I became a murderer. What? That's right. Billy Batson wouldn't murder anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, so they do the big recap of last issue, you know, Captain Marvel. Oh, there's Macroman. Oh, he caught him. Shazam. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he's uh, sitting there all sort of cold and huddled and uh, and uh, and in the in the throes of guilt and um, <laughs> being watched by Darkseid, who says, fear not, child. You are but the first. Soon all of your superhero ilk shall join you in despair. Um, and so they said that you know, hey, you know, Captain Marvel's one of the mo- one of the uh, the noblest beings, and see how easily he was crushed. That's true. Not by attacking him directly, but by attacking the very heroic ideal for which he stood. Peace, psychological warfare. Exactly. So uh, yes, yeah, soon all our heroes shall fall, and uh, they 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 uh, um have a a. a what is it? A uh, what is it? Master, the animate has arrived, and it is a, an android form that gets possessed by the psionic entity of our acquaintance. Welcome home, Doctor Bedlam. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And um, he says, "You see, my friend, Macroman was a specially created organic in- animate given life by Doctor Bedlam. It was Bedlam who psionically induced Captain Marvel to attempt this transformation, thus triggering the explosive pre- explosives." The explosives previously implanted in Macroman's chest, making it appear as if Marvel's magic lightning had slain the giant. So, um, yeah, so it didn't go well for him. Um, no, it did not. No, it did not. And then the, uh, the Phantom Stranger's there, and uh, and um, they, this is where they start making their little bet. So he says, phase one of Operation Humiliation proves utterly successful. So, my friend, what do you think of man's ultimate nobility now? 
<laughs> says, my opinions remain unchanged, Darkseid. Your twisted concept of universal order remains little more than fascistic paranoia. Order must be chosen, never imposed. What you perceive as chaos actually is life's great richness, its infinite variety, the blessing of free will. And um, they continue to kind of argue about how, the, yeah, this is going to happen, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's the Phantom Stranger, he feels they're going to come through. Um, and so he shows the second phase, the beginning of, of it, uh, with Brimstone, the fallen angel, who has come to purge this frail earth of false gods and graven idols. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And so... Um, the Justice League, um, you know, the Detroit fellas, uh, along with their new uh, um, team-up buddy, Cosmic Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, Martian Manhunter comes up to attack uh, uh, Brimstone. Of course, lots of fire. Not a good thing if you're um, that particular Martian. Yeah, he's definitely acting out of character. But that's okay, yeah. because Ariba, Ariba, Andale, Andale. <laughs> really? <laughs> Clang-a-lang-a-lang. Speech Gonzalez. Clang-a-lang-a-lang-a-lang. Um, wow. You're one big, ugly sucker, amigo, and too hot to get close to. But with these special vibratory powers of mine, oral vibe doesn't have to get near you, Goliath, to bring you down. Scrakoom, close enough. Yeah, muy caliente. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, um, television. Yeah. He's, <laughs> um, stay thirsty, my friend. Um, I think I've mixed up about a thousand different. Yeah. Non- me too. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brim, he's brimstone shall laugh last. Ah, ha, ha. And, um, he, he knocks, start knocking down the building and, uh, uh, John says he's building the entire building down on top of us. More rubble than even I can handle. He's actually beating the Moosinee Manhunter. Um, he says, take cover, Justice League. Uh, Too late. Nowhere to hide, says Firestorm. We're all going to be buried alive. Why Why isn't Firestorm transmuting that stuff to, like, uh, right? Because something? I don't know what my superpowers Flowers, are. maybe? I don't know. I don't know. And meanwhile, we go into Prisoner 23964. You know that number. Yeah. Um, the concrete walls of Rikers Island are no different than those of the other prisons he's known. And it is one Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, who gets a visit from one Colonel Rick Flagg, as well as um, as one uh, Ben Turner. And who's the other guy? I think that's the the warden for Rikers. Oh, OK. OK, fair enough. With a Jimmy with his Jimmy Olsen bow tie. Yeah. Like <clears throat> um, like you do. Yeah. So uh, basically, he uh, makes an offer to Lawton. He, he says, a little job that has to be done. If you accept the assignment, complete the assignment, and survive the assignment, all co- current charges against you will be immediately dismissed. He says, well, suppose I, suppose I say yes, flyboy. What's to stop me from pulling a vanishing act the second I'm back in harness? He says, well, for one thing, my friend here will be forced to rip off both your legs and beat you to death with them. Sweet, <laughs> that's awesome, uh, Bronze Tiger, and he said, and uh, and Turner responds with, and that's a promise. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lawton says, and this job's dangerous, you say, and he says, in a word, it's suicide. Dun dun dun. He says, hey, sounds fair to me, Colonel. You got yourself a deal. And this guy, the warden, says, thinks to himself, the court order allows them to take Lawton, but just what the hell is Task Force X? Oh, what indeed, question, warden. <laughs> um, so then we have a hostage situation in uh, looks like a mall. Yeah, yeah, Gotham's newest shopping mall. Yeah, that's gonna go well. Eh, fair. Yeah, a bunch of gunmen in there. Um, and um, but hey, you know it's not gonna do well because it sounds like a good idea. So what say you do a little begging, punk? <laughs> Gee, I wonder who you're doing here. Hi. <laughs> Actually, it's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, is that what we're going for? Because yeah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of the uh, a little the... bit of Harvey Firestein in there too. <laughs> oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Anytime, <laughs> I anytime. think he would make it. He would make a fantastic Batman, a fabulous Robin, Batman. What are you doing wearing those short shorts in public? <laughs> uh... Um, and he says, maybe, just maybe, I'll let you walk out of here with all your teeth. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. Let's not forget about me, okay? 
Yeah, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, y'all. Yep. Um, so they 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 work on taking these guys down. Uh, you know, judo chop chop. Um, <laughs> and the police show up and say, "Hey, nobody move. Nobody gets hurt." And then uh, they see Batman and said, "What the hell are you doing here, Batman?" And and Batman says, "Your job, Captain, but you needn't thank me." Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he gets it. So then the the captain gets in an argument with the commissioner about how oh we had everything under control and that costume glory hound showed up and he could have gotten someone killed. He um, could have. Yeah. 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 But Gordon defends him. Well, then the crowd begins to murder, and they're like, hey, why is Gordon trying to quiet that cop? Yeah, that guy's right. We could have been killed. We could have all been killed. And then the mob basically turns on them and grabs a hold of Robin and starts ripping at his clothes and stuff. And um, and then Batman gets hit with a bottle filled with perfume. His- hey, you know, it. whatever works. Yeah, he's my eyes I'm burning. Sure, I'm sure Catwoman and Poison Ivy have both pulled that move. Yeah, before. he's my eyes burning. Can't see, but I must smell fantastic. Um, I smell like roses. Oh. And, and uh, Gordon says, we better get you out of here, Batman, before things get any worse. And he says, no, can't leave without Robin. And why is that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you can't help him if, he can't, if you can't see. Come with me. Let my men take care of Robin. No, I don't trust your men. And he says, "Oh, you have no choice. We got no. We've got to get you away from here." And they go out, and people are tipping over the. They're tipping over the Batmobile, and um, <laughs> like you do. Yeah, it, they've already lit it on fire, and um, they're waiting outside, and uh, and the cops are agreeing. Hey, maybe that Godfrey guy is right. Maybe we'd be all be a lot better off without the likes of Batman in this town. Uh, then we cut to Chicago, where there's um, a drug deal going on, um, which gets uh, taken care of by one Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of which, there's an upcoming showcase that has the first bunch, like twenty odd issues of the. Uh, it might be into the entire series actually, because it's got twenty four issues of the Blue Beetle, uh, the Len Wein, Paris Cullen series. Oh, sweet! Yeah. That's one one worth checking out. So yeah, there's um, there's also, and I should have mentioned when the Justice League came on the uh, page that there is going to be a new animated series featuring Vixen coming out soon. Really? Yeah, that news broke today, actually. So my goodness, more to come for that. There's rumor also has it that they're working on um, an Adam TV series. Yep, that's so. true. That's the rumor. Yep. the The Vixen show has been confirmed. That's uh, cool. uh, Guggenheim is working on it, so. Man, that he's he's one busy ass dude. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Well, him and Kreisberg and all uh, all of them really like they're mm-hmm. they're yeah, which is awesome because they're doing a great they're doing great work. Exactly. More um, power to them. I hope it's very successful. Absolutely. Um, so um, then the cops show up and say thanks for nothing. Uh, we've been, you know, and basically, oh, he's blown, uh, he's blown uh, an undercover uh, bust. Oh, no. Because um, they were going to use that guy to get to the guy. Up yeah, the yeah, chain. exactly. And he's like, hey, this guy's my uh, my connection. Yeah, that's right. He was just shaking me down for his cut. Huh? And then they've, <laughs> they've got the gun on him. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> and he says, don't move, bug eyes. You're under a, hey. And he says, well, I'd love around to listen. I'd love to stick around and listen er, er, and explain, fellas. But something tells me you're in no mood to listen. I mean, I know you're angry that I bought your operation here. But don't you think trying to annihilate me is just a little extreme? And he's all acrobatic, dodging the bullets. And then uh, he uses the electronic fingertip controls in his glove to summon his sky wire, which pulls him up into the bulletproof bug. <clears throat> well, he catches a little, uh, a little bullet to the... Uh, it just the, graze, uh, grazes his shoulder, there, yeah. yeah. And um, so he's kind of freaked out. He says, the arm's going to be sore for a few days. Maybe I better do some fast rethinking before the blue beetle becomes the death of me. Oh. oh. Foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing by about 20 years. 20 years, but still. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Then uh, we have, we see a jet blowing up, or an engine, the a jet engine blowing up, and... Um, and Guy Gardner shows up to uh, to solve it. He says, exactly the sort of thing I've been looking for to prove to the world those rip, wimp ring slingers that Guy Gardner is the only true Green Lantern. So he's grabbing the engine bits and um, 
it gets nailed by one bit because it's yellow. Of course it does. That's um, the old Green Lantern fatal flaw. Yeah. And um, a little bit of parallax coming out to kiss you. Yeah. So he goes falling down and uh, <laughs> but is able to create a hand to catch himself and mm-hmm. the plane. And he lands the plane safely and hurrah. On top of people's cars. <laughs> well, there is that. Wait, oh, which, no, wait. Which, yep, yep. Which, yep. of course, uh, incites the crowd to more fervor. Yeah. So they're all they're all ticked, and they say, you guys are a menace. You ought to be punished. And so he uh, pushes them all back uh, quite unceremoniously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he is the one true Green Lantern. That's so. right. So he says, you got a problem? Take it up with your congressman. Because back then, congressmen actually used to do something. Um, <laughs> that was the rumor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says, I got more important things to worry about. And so we cut to uh, Titan's Tower. And we have uh, Beast Boy, Flash, and Cosmic Boy. And they're like, why don't you tell us what happened, fella? And uh, he wakes up, you know, causes in the uh, infirmary bed. He says, after I pulled myself out from under that wreckage to find the Justice League had disappeared, I must have staggered around in a daze until you two found me and brought me here. Any word on Brimstone? And he says, you mean that 50-foot freak with the sizzling personality? Never heard of him. <laughs> Flash, always rely on yeah. Changeling for the yeah. humor. Yeah. So, yeah, see, I called him Beast Boy. Um, uh-huh. You did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so uh, Cos says, yeah, sorry, Flash, I don't, but I don't know much more than you do about who that is. So he says, I have a more urgent, impro- I'm a more urgent problem to attend to. The da- lady I love is out there somewhere in the middle of all this insanity, and I've got to find her before it's too late. And so um, then we see this beast looking at the TV saying, excellent, my foes split their forces even thinner. The moment has come for the vengeance of Professor Ivo. And this makes no sense because Professor Ivo is looking at, I guess, something on TV, but it comes really in a weird place in the in yeah. the, the book. And you think he's talking about Flash and Changeling and Cosmic Boy, but really he's talking about the Just Sleep Detroit. Yeah, because this this series actually signals the end of Just Sleep of America as a title. So. Yeah. This is true. Um, so we pass over to um, uh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, mm-hmm. Since before the British tried to set it to the torch in eighteen fourteen, Washington's legendary White House has served as home and hearth to America's chief executive officer. In its time, these pristine halls have witnessed crises that threatened both the nation and the world, but rarely any quite crisis quite so outrageous as this. Except the one in 1985 and 86. That crisis was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they don't remember that. No, um, they don't. Yeah. So uh, so Reagan is sitting in there saying, well, this certainly <laughs> is quite a mess now, isn't it? I was wondering who was going to do Reagan. <laughs> now we know. Protest, rioting, burnings in effigy. Hey, at least he got that right. Um, <laughs> That's true. Frankly, Superman, it's getting out of hand. <laughs> and um, and so uh, Superman says, well, you don't believe my fellow superheroes are responsible for this, do you, Mr. President? Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Mommy? Uh, at this point, <laughs> it doesn't much matter what I believe. My wife hasn't told me what to believe. Um you. Yeah. Because the astrologer hasn't told her what to believe. That's yet. right. He says, I was, I was put in this proud office by the people to serve the people. I'm not sure who's behind him on that page. Um, hmm. Probably whoever his chief of staff was at the time. And, and I can't yeah, remember who, who knows. that was. Yeah. Um, so is this before or after Ron Contra? Wait, hold on. Uh, it's before it's we, we uh, as we discussed last time. This is a, this is definitely about a year before a, a year before we knew. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he says, and something has to be done about the situation quickly. And uh, Superman says, I appreciate your predicament, sir, but you know that this is all the doing of one crazed zealot named G. Gordon Godfrey. Well, 
Even if that's true, the situation is already far too desperate to ignore. And we, we've got Bush in behind him. You ain't not, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not, not, no. wouldn't be prudent at this <laughs> juncture. Uh, he says, I'm afraid to have no choice but to issue an executive order. What? You mean presidents did that before Obama? What? Stop, stop. <laughs> You're going to get my blood pressure all the way up to like 900. Stop. <laughs> this must be fiction. Reagan would never do that. Um, Reagan would never do such uh, a thing. From this moment on, all so called. Sorry, now I'm making him sound like Casey Kasem. <laughs> from this moment on. <laughs> Keep your head, feet on the ground and you're not something. Um, you want to do the long distance dedication, please? Play All Out of Love by Air Support. Hey, and, and it is uh, time appropriate. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and he says, um, yeah, so all costumes, so called costume superheroes, are to cease their activities until the crisis has passed. And unfortunately, Superman, that includes you. Oh, no. Meanwhile. Well, what I found fun about this is, you know, the other book that was out around this time, um, a certain book called The Dark Knight Returns, where Superman is basically the tool of the government. And, and that's that's why it, it's one of the reasons I hate that book. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I know I'm in, I'm in a, a huge minority in, in disliking uh, Dark Knight Returns. But one of the things is that it's just like, yeah, I guess if you assume that that you know the character is just what Miller says they are, um, then fine. But it seemed to me that he had no handle on writing Superman at all. No, no, I don't think he did either. Yeah. But I, I do think they kind of took that page from there because Batman is being kind of a dick. Yeah, you know, in his scene, and here's Superman, basically, whatever you say, Mister President. You yeah. know, it's. It's very parallel. Oh, definitely, sure. definitely. Um, and so they say, uh, Gord- uh, and this is, again, speaking of foreshadowing, uh, Gordon ain't going to like this. I'm not too crazy about it myself, says the other cop. Better call the commissioner and tell him we found Robin, at least what's left of him, and we see a badly beaten Robin, Jason Todd. You not know, beaten enough. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not as beaten as he could be. He's not dead yet. He's, he's not an ex-Robin yeah, yet. Yeah, give him time. But here's my one of my favorite parts of this issue. Next, send for the Suicide Squad. Woohoo! Yeah, so there we go. So we'll get that relatively quickly. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to move on to Cosmic Boy. This is the Legends crossover yes. chapter four, when history went wild, and with an excellent cover by Steve Lytle. Thank you, Steve, because it is awesome. The 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 covers for all four issues of this series are really outstanding, and uh, he's true. responsible for all of them, and they are excellent. And we know, of course, what this is going to lead us to. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, and the title of the story is "Those Who Will Not Learn the Lessons of History." What? And I know. The writer is Paul Levitz. The artist Keith Giffen, Ernie Colon, and Bob Smith. Uh, John Costanza did the lettering. Call Gafford was the colorist, and Karen Berger is the editor here. Oh yeah! And we see Cosmic Boy come out of the smoking rubble, which is uh, smoking slash on fire. Um, he's in New York, and he's clearly just gotten done either saving himself from all that debris that uh, rained down on him, or um, just crawling out of the wreckage, basically. Well, crawling walking out of it. Wreckage, but, crawling from the wreckage. Crawling from the wreckage. And, of course, there's a crowd of people, like they do, and they're all like, hey, any one of them there are heroes? I know that's how people in New York talk, so that's how <laughs> Yeah, talk. yeah. Uh, so the only thing he can think about is trying to find uh, Lita, who is Night Girl, and uh, the crowd is getting closer to him, thinking, hey, he might be re- responsible for all this. Let's get him. And, of course, they all produce bats and knives and swords immediately. Yes. Which I just find very funny because it's New York. <laughs> And uh, then um, uh, Rock gets stoned. <laughs> Note the irony here. Uh. <laughs> so uh, he gets he gets a rock to the head from some guy, and Lita's like, "Okay, back off!" And she she finds uh, Cosmic Point, grabs him, and um, he's like, "Oh, he's unconscious." And one's like, "What kind of hero are you, lady?" And she's like, "I said back off. <laughs> Don't screw with Night Girl's man, okay?" Yeah. She's a super stalker for a reason, okay? 
Exactly. And um, she basically says, if you've hurt this man, if any of you hurt him, you'll all be sorry. And the local um, constabulatory shows up and says, where, do you, where are you going with that guy, miss? And she's just, you know, nonchalantly walking with Rock in her arms here. And it's sunny. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, I need to see some ID. Come on. It's like, oh, I suppose you're some sort of primitive science police. Oh, sorry, officer. I'm not even going to bo- um, try explaining this to you. And they <laughs> take off. And um, basically we get a little recap of why they're there. And Lida says, I don't know why you wanted a vacation in the 20th century. We just got here and already you're in uniform as Cosmic Boy and Mia's Night Girl and you're unconscious. I can't even use my flight ring properly here with all the stupid wires and buildings. There's no room for anyone to breathe. Uh, I hope you're all right there. We're finally in the clear. Now, if I can just get us back to our hotel room quietly. And as uh, they're flying, there comes a helicopter. Uh, basically. And then... And it's like, hold the chopper still, Tommy. Let me get some more footage of that flying girl. So it's the, it's the news media. Mm. Uh, maybe she's got something to do with the Justice League. And uh, Lita just takes off. I've had enough of this. We're getting out of here. And um, Cosmic Boy kind of wakes up. And then she's like, I'm here. It's okay. And uh, his eyes close again. And Dream, uh, Dream Girl, listen to me, Night Girl has a flashback of when she first saw Cosmic Boy. And <laughs> we've had this story before. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever had it in such depth before. No, um, no, exactly. So um, Origin of Night Girl. Um, she was watching the Holovid, basically, and uh, looking at the new Legionnaires and she falls in complete, utter love slash lust slash teenage hormones with Cosmic Boy. And she goes, Daddy! And luckily, Daddy is a scientist who seems to be very old compared to her. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, she asks, and he says, Precious, you know I never deny you anything. I promised your mother that before she died, but... Uh, uh, please, Daddy. I'm a bioengineer, Lita, a theoretician. Um, how am I supposed to give you superpowers? I need them, Daddy. If I can get superpowers, I can join the Legion and be with Cosmic Boy. And he's like, humph. So it, it sounds like Lita might be a little Veruca. Oh, yeah. A little? Okay. So um, she says, I never saw Daddy work that hard, not even for me. But I guess he saw the love in my eyes and he could never say no to me. And uh, so uh, she gets um, zapped with a beam that goes crackle. Um, And look, it's got some Kirby crackle up in there, too. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of cool. If I'm right, Lita, this race should give you limited superpowers, primarily great strength, but maybe that'll be enough to get you into the Legion. And so Lita leaves Cthune. Take a drink. I know that's not technically the rule, but it's close enough for me. It was in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, in hopes that it would be leaving behind the ever-dark world, its sun hidden by the moon above. But when I got to Earth, I found my powers faded in the sunlight, leaving me no stronger than an ordinary woman. I took the name Night Girl and applied for Legion membership on the basis of my nocturnal powers. And no sooner had I gotten close to Rock than I was sent away rejected. But I couldn't be. But if I couldn't be close to Rock, at least I was going to use my powers to be a hero. At least in the 30th century, nobody has any doubt about how important heroes can be. From what I've seen in this short time we've been here in the 20th century, it's an insane time. I'm just glad I saw that news report of rocks to feed on, what did they call it? A television? (laughs) Maybe we should have never come here. And um, then they are uh, recanting how they actually got there. I remember the Time Institute. We borrowed a time bubble, and there's Element Lad and Siobhan there with them. Um, decided to take a vacation in the past back in Superman's time my his favorite um, period in history and uh, Cousin Boy talked Night Girl into going the trip went badly it was rougher than I could ever remember the time stream seemed stormy somehow yes but but we made it uh, after we got settled Lita went to check out fashions and contemporary technology in their stores I went out on the streets enjoying the feel of the times and then right then I was fighting Broomstone alongside the Justice League the monster knocked me unconscious. When I woke up, the Justice League was gone, but Superman was there. But it was so strange. And Superman says, that was a good try, kid. You have the makings of a real superhero. And Cosmic Boy says, he didn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. Superman, it's me, Cosmic Boy from the Legion. And Superman says, Cosmic Boy, hmm, good name. 
Best of luck, pal. That's cold, Kal-El. Very cold. Superman is a Totally dick. snubbed him. Super dickery. Yep. This is a tough time to be a hero, and Superman flies off. He had no idea who I was. I'd known him since he was a superboy, and he didn't remember me. I could, it couldn't be. I wandered off in a daze. Um, and this is when um, Kaz wakes up out of a dream. Lita! And he's like, she's like, okay, it's okay, Rock. It's okay, I'm here. And Rock wears tidy whities That's just funny. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, that's kind of funny. Um, and Nightgirl's trying to comfort him. Um, just get some rest since we don't have Dr. Gamil to help us here. Good old Dr. Gimmel. Um, and then they turn on the TV and we see um, probably that same um, lady from Wiz TV there. Riots <laughs> continue across the country as people reject the superheroes. It is expected that a presidential executive order restricting heroes' activities will be issued today, according to White House sources. Uh, that's awfully paranoid and xenophobic, if you ask me. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Looking at my own country right now sideways. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Uh, it shouldn't be not according to history. Well, well, it is. And the food's awfully primal, too. I'd love some processed soy protein right now instead of whatever room service is. Uh, it's really the same, Lita. This is simply more natural. So is living in the trees and wearing fur, but you don't see me? Oh, I just won't remember it. I want to show you the great antiques I found. <laughs> and um, she pulls out some some fashions from the day. And we see we have a green jacket with a red shirt underneath it and a purple uh, dress for her. And the way they're dressed now, it looks very Mr. Miracle Big Barda to me. It uh, definitely does. And I wonder if that's what they were going for. Yeah, it was. it's definitely a more mod version of those two. But it's definitely looking like them. So, um, and they're just, you know, talking about how the, the fashions have changed. And they go back to the TV and the newscaster says all superheroes have ceased activity by executive order of the president. And we get some news on the street. Um, in Gotham, the, this follows uh, uh, near riots when Batman interfered with the police action. And some punks like, boo, bats. Really? <laughs> That's what you got to say. The, the Gwyneth Tate in this uh, issue has orange hair instead of the red hair she had in, yeah. in the other issue. Um, um, and this is very much taken from Dark Knight as well. This whole talking heads on the news. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, the guy and the woman here, um, the, the guy says, we'll be, we'll, we're glad to hear these menaces will be off our city streets. Um, in Metropolis, G. Gordon Godfrey uh, commented that the helplessness of the heroes and their unwillingness to break the law demonstrated that they were ultimately useless. In a law-abiding environment, heroes cannot function, and so if they do function, it's obvious that they encourage lawlessness. Gwyneth Tate, Wiz TV, signing off, and now for an editorial. And um, bzz, key to Metropolis, bzz, that concludes our file videotape on the first public experience uh, appearance of Superman. Please return that tape to the front desk of the museum. Um, oh, did I miss a page here somewhere? No. Okay. Interesting. No, there was no editorial. Oh, uh, clearly. Okay. Yeah. So apparently the the editorial, uh, they, they must have changed the channel or something because yeah. they're, they're going over Superman's history. Uh, Rock and Lita are, and there's no, there's Lita remarks. There's no mention of his whole career as Superboy. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and Kaz says, "I told you something's wrong. Whatever wiped out uh, Superman's memory, the Legion and me must also have caused this. But how? And is it just Superman's history that's been tampered with? You said this century was famous for conquering nuclear power and launching safe space travel, right? Well, let's see. And Rock says, "I'm almost afraid to look. Relax. How bad?" Could it be? And we see the Hiroshima uh, bombing. Mm -hmm. And Rock says, that's not right. N nuclear weapons weren't used for centuries. The, the 20th century thought atomic power was perfectly safe. And they see the decontamination of the melted Chernobyl nuclear plant continued as. And Rock says, no, someone's rewritten the whole history of the Earth. And Lit is like, well, couldn't they have gotten some things wrong in his, in, by historians? And Rock's like, an incident, sure, but not all this. Besides, the Time Institute has been looking at the past through viewers, and they never saw this. And what about all the times the Legion visited the 20th century? And Luda says, maybe this last tape you picked up will make you feel better. better. It covers recent developments in the conquest of space, and we see the uh, space shuttle Challenger explode. Oh, yes, which was pretty fresh at the time. Pretty fresh, yeah. And Luda's like, well, so much for feeling better. Because that was January of 86, so yeah, it was that year. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It was a fig- snow. You- it was a snow day here. That's right. And when you figure it was the, uh, um, yeah, I was off school for some reason. Um, and it, there was uh, <laughs> not snow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember exactly why, but I was home and I remember watching the launch. Um, and so that would have been January of um, eighty six of eighty six, yeah. and uh, so. You know, this was pretty fresh in the minds because you got to remember that this is cover date December, which means it came out three months before that, which means it was, uh, you know, written and drawn a few months before that. So uh, so it was, you know, maybe a couple of months old at that point. True. So that was, you know, that's one of the big things here is they're doing whatever they can to keep current to bring current events into. Yeah, it's no question. This is a 1986 time placed book. Yeah, and and they were doing a lot to to bring in the current time. So, because the idea of it was that they were trying to make the DC universe more real world, mm-hmm. and uh, and so the, the the best way to do that was show those familiar faces, show the uh, you know, and show the events that occurred in in our world occurring here. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're sitting there talking about how Superman, the superheroes, nuclear power, space travel. And Lou's like, well, could we have done something? You know, time travel, dangerous. Could we have set this off? And um, cause those time bubbles have damaged history before, um, though at least not... Time bubbles never damaged history before, though at least not in any way we understood. This is something new, and it feels deliberate. And Lou's like, well, that's ridiculous. Maybe something's gone wrong on this trip, but there's no reason to get paranoid. Let's find out what the problem is and fix it. And cause is like, if it's that easy, maybe whatever we do would just make it worse. And we have the butterfly argument right there, don't we? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so we see um, on the coast today, one of the Green Lanterns dropped a wide-bodied jet onto a busy freeway. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured in the incident except for a woman who passed out from shock. <laughs> um, the pilot of the <laughs> Probably because she got cussed out by Guy Gardner. <laughs> Probably. The, the, the pilot of the jet blamed a bird in the intake, but also commented that it could have been a flying piece of uniform from Green Lantern himself that caused the incident, oh, which grief. is not what he said when the plane was going down. He said it was a bird in the intake. Yeah. Um, in other developments today, NASA has confirmed the, the plan launching of, of the new automated payload orbiter for this week. Launch platforms at Cape Canaveral are being readied, and the payload was de- uh, reportedly delivered today. NASA continues to refuse to confirm or deny that the payload is atomic in nature, mm-hmm. and demonstrations outside the launch center are growing more and more violent as a result. People are screaming, no nukes in space, no nukes in space. Um, we will see uh, Rock and Lita outside insane Irving. Um, I don't know what that is. I guess it's a TV story. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. He's slashing crazy, prices. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, he looks very Max Headroom there, actually. Um, oh, you're right, uh, Rock. The century has gone mad. Um, the seeds of the great colonization should be starting now, Lita, not this. Um, are you sure these primitives belong in the stars? If they don't go, Lita, we won't get born. Our planets mm-hmm. won't get settled. We have to do something. And there, there's the real crux of the problem right there. That's a good way to stop the Legion in its tracks. Yeah. Um, well, then let's help, uh, especially with all the 20th century heroes in hiding. You protect that launching, and I'll get the time bubble ready to travel in case it's not just the century that's being affected. You know we can make a difference. And so Cos goes off to Cape Canaveral. Um, we see the launch proceed. And then um, there's a shoom as the launch uh, takes off. And then a fashoom. Close, Close enough, enough for me. Thank you. And um, someone's like, help, it's going to blow up. We'll all be caught in the fallout. Ah! And people are like, abort. Roger, but what about the payload? I said abort. And we get a kaboom. Yep. And here comes Cosmic Boy. Whoosh. That's what I was afraid of. They're going to blow the whole rocket up and lose the payload, which can help them make it to the stars. Not while I'm around. Sproing. And we get a beautiful uh, one-page splash shot of Kaz using his powers mm-hmm. here. Of him taking the payload out of the uh, blast zone. And I'm, I've magnetically... I've, I, I can't talk today. Okay. <laughs> I've magnetically caught the payload and the debris went flying out towards the ocean. But what do I do with it now? And here come the police. Hop, 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 hop. You know, um, I'm assuming that NASA guard wear green. Apparently. Lime green and dark green. Uh, You're under arrest. Um, Put that equipment down gently, mister. 
Oh, my pleasure. Is there any special place I stop? Well, you just hold it. Yeah, right I mean, the thing there, to keep in like... mind is they're all wearing radiation suits. It was that yeah, whole yeah. won't confirm or deny. Ah, that, that's a confirmation. That's a confirmation. Yeah. yeah, you're not going anywhere, especially not with American secrets. And all the all the cops pull their guns on him. And all I was doing was, hey, he, watch it. He's gesturing. He's going to use some kind of weird powers. Fire, and uh, cause sproing to, to shield himself from the bullets. I um, love that Cause's power effect is is now a sproing. <laughs> I do. I like that. It's kind of sproing. <laughs> sproing, really? <laughs> sproing. That was also one of Sunboy's powers at one time. <clears throat> True. Sproing. <laughs> sproing. That, that was more, uh, um, what, what was the Wayne and Garth thing? <laughs> um, Schwing. Swing, swing, yeah, swing. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Um, so <laughs> apparently, one of them got through and uh, hit Cause, but he's able to fly away. Um, and Cause um, just keeps flying. Since by the time I land, they'll probably have decided I sabotaged the launch too. What a sick society! And Cause is like, I can't keep concentrating to use the flight ring. Rest, rest. And he basically face plants on a beach somewhere. Um, oh, it looks like I'll need the other half of the medikit to patch myself together. That'll take care of me, but what do I do about history, especially when it's starting to look like I can't do anything successfully without the whole legion to back me up? And um, next time is history, destiny. Mm-hmm. So I have that to look forward to, kids. Yeah, so and then we on the next on the last page, we, we have an, an ad for um, the new Superman books. And uh, so it's, at last, the greatest hero in comics by the greatest talents in comics. Three all-new series beginning next month. Uh, so obviously Man of Steel was just finishing up. And we had uh, the ad for uh, Superman number one by John Byrne and Terry Austin. God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, uh, Adventures of Superman by Marv Wolfman and Jerry Ordway. And Superman in action comics, in this case with the Teen Titans, by John Byrne and Dick Giordano. Yeah, that was, that, was mm-hmm. good, that was some good stuff. Indeed, indeed. For all and my we'll, thoughts... We'll get there, we'll yeah, get there. Yeah, absolutely. But for all my thoughts of some of the flaws with <clears throat> the Man of Steel reboot, it was, it was still a great read. True, true. It's just, you know... Yeah, and uh, well, we as everything got taken yeah. away from it. And as we follow through, you know, we're not going to be doing all of the, the Legends crossovers because no. that way lies madness. Yes. Um, Agreed. But we are gonna we we will uh, in conjunction with the regular issues of Legends we will go through the Cosmic Boy series as well. Yep. And as uh, we should, as we should indeed. So. So yeah, I I think it really just shows, like I say, the intent of making the DC universe closer to the Marvel universe because it was all about making it more like the real world. And um, and that you know, and bringing Burn over was part of that as well, and uh, and so it's kind of bringing that real world feel into it. So it's like, yeah, see, these guys exist in the same world we do, except mm-hmm. look what they can do. Exactly, but we did get some very big bombshells for Legion fans here that Superman was never Superboy. Yeah, that's pretty huge, and that time travel is rough now. Yeah, and now that was again one of the things that they had uh, est- that they had established was that time travel didn't work the same way after the crisis, mm-hmm. because before that, you know, there was a feeling, and 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 it kind of ties in to a lot of the changes that Byrne made with Superman, um, you know, this idea that y- you can't make a lot of that stuff so easy. You know, it sure. was it was like anyone could go back in time to change this and that, and and um, and you know there were all the different. And now remember, the Silver Age rule of time travel was that a person could never exist in the same place as them as another version of themselves. So mm-hmm. what one would always turn into a phantom, basically. Pretty much. And um, so there was a whole sort of uh, yeah, we're, you know, we don't know what time travel is going to be, but we can't make it easy. And of course, then they realize, yeah, but time travel stories are kind of cool. Yeah, they are. And that's, yeah. it's sad to take that thing away. I mean, 
Doctor Who, time travel. Yeah, and, and well, to be fair, they, they brought it back pretty much right away. Yeah, they um, did. You well, know, selectively, they did. Yeah, so the first thing they did was, was, again, this was back when they were establishing the rules of things. So we got books of magic that established the rules of magic. Mm-hmm. And we had Time Masters that established the rules of time travel. And the rules of time travel lasted for basically a few issues of, of Booster Gold series um, <laughs> before they were all forgotten. And, uh, and then we had to have Time Masters to redefine them again. And Well, no, Time Masters was what redefined them. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. that was what defined them in the first place. And it tied in with Booster Gold at one point. Ah. And so Booster Gold used those rules for the rest of that run. And then, and that was it. No. That was, and it was perhaps the only title that, that actually referenced them. <laughs> and uh, because then um, Superman uh, um, in time and uh, time and time again, uh, which was a crossover that happened in his titles, uh, not that long after that, um, um, you know that he basically, you know, the idea was you could never use the same method twice. Once you had used one method to travel back in time, that method was lost to you, and you had to find a different different method. And and I think that got down to a, come on, we're gonna run yeah, out of we're really? gonna run out of methods real fast. Yeah, and, I don't think that makes any sense yeah, anyway. Though, yeah, so. it, was, it was so that was kind of a uh, a thing that they had established, and I can't remember if by the end of the series Rip Hunter had fixed that up, but anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, so uh, you know, it, but there was a lot of rule setting, and yes. you know, and so part of it was again, we we exist in the real world. The things that happen in the real world happened here, and uh, so they live in the same place that we all do, and um, and and this series really was the first. I mean, because really, this was the first crossover of the post-crisis DC universe. True, and. Um, because stuff was still getting set up. I mean, yeah, and a lot of it got set up. Man here. of Steel just started, so yeah. So when you look at what came out of this, I mean, you know, Man of Steel kind of went alongside this, mm-hmm. and so we were just getting our idea of who the new Superman was. We were just getting our idea of what the world was like. The, you know, the whole DC universe was like. And out of this, we got, you know, that we had Flash in here. We were seeing, it really, it was the first time we were seeing Wally West post-crisis coming to terms with being the new Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, his, his uh, series stemmed out of this. Basically, after this, they launched a bunch of series. And it was, um, you know, it was, the, it was the new Justice League. It was the Flash. Um, Suicide Squad and something else. Mm. At the very least, those. I'm sure we'll get to some of the others, but but um, but yeah, Justice League was kind of key here. Um, you know, th- that was a lot of what was going on, and it was going to be that sort of different approach. And um, and you know, we were seeing, uh, you know, uh, we were seeing. Uh, Guy Gardner and his sort of new way, the new way of looking at Guy Gardner. Because remember, before this, he was the he was the gym teacher, and then uh, he had you know been in a coma for a while, and well, I guess it didn't work out so well. Yeah. Um. So we had that, and and you know, and, and let's not forget that the, the the Justice League series, while it still had its humorous moments, was not all out comedy at first. That's true. It's a, that's true. a little. It, had a, yeah. it had a lot of um. It was I think w- the comedy just kind of overtook it. After it was a while. it was well into the twenties before that really took over. Mm-hmm. Um, there were moments, but they were fewer and farther between at that point. Yeah, it was more snarky commentary between certain cast members. Yeah, it was more banter and that sort of thing. And and uh, and of course, the Flash. We uh, started out with um, uh, it was um, Mike Barron and uh, and Butch Geis. And uh, I got to admit, when I first read the early issues of that, um, of that Flash series, I didn't like it much. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that was kind of the depowering of Flash was kind of, yeah, but that's, you know, a lot of the other stuff that he did was what made him cool. 
Yeah. And that's why they brought all that stuff back. You know, it was like like the idea mm-hmm. like, oh, we can only go as fast as the speed of sound. And it's like, yeah, but that, that stuff where you could live between the seconds of things, like that was what was cool. That was really cool. And, yeah. um, and Well, I, I think they just ramped everyone back down just because it, it became how do you actually have a legitimate threat? Yeah. And, you know, and now. So. And then later they would repower all of those things people yeah, that depowered totally. yeah totally. and and, and uh, but uh, but the other thing was that what i really didn't like about it was you know i had been reading uh new teen titans for a few years at this point and the characterization of wally west did not totally change yep. yeah yeah it was not at all the guy you know the the, the wally west of um uh, of of New Teen Titans was 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 actually very responsible, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it was a lot of the hero stuff was getting in the way of that. But 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 he was very responsible, and this guy was not that. No, he he they made him more like a um, Firestorm Spider Man yeah personality. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Where where he had very good intentions, but things would always constantly get in the way. And uh, or he would just at some point just blow things off. Oh well, yeah. I'm not going to make my date. And well, and I won't call. And you know, you've got all the time in the world. Why can't yeah. you call? And he was a bit of a dick. He was a bit of a dick. He yes. was a bit of a dick. I mean, that was that was really the thing. And I'd never had that impression of Kid Flash in anything else uh, that I in which I'd read him. And so that was really incongruent to me. Mm-hmm. I only and, had that impression of him when um, he and uh, Red Star. Slash Starfire would meet because Kid Flash definitely drank the Kool Aid on the communism thing. So yeah, well you know, it's, it's small town Kansas boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, small town no America. Nebraska. Sorry, sorry, small town Nebraska. Blue Valley was in Nebraska, if I remember correctly. Uh, check your atlas. Check your atlas of the DCU. Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because of course I've, I've been reading um, Star and, Stars and Stripe with Ella, and ah. and that takes place in Blue Valley. Um, home of Kid Flash, Blue, Blue Valley slash. Uh, oh no, Blue Valley. Blue Valley is actually off to the side of where, I guess Keystone and. That makes sense. The other one is Keystone and Central, because they they became sister cities after Crisis. Right. Yeah, they were just across the bridge from one another. Although. Um, um, in Morrison's uh, retelling of the Flash of Two Worlds in uh, Secret Origins number 50, mm-hmm. um, the bridge actually was literally a bridge to nowhere for a little while. Mm. And um, because the uh, the fiddler had been keeping uh, um, Keystone in like another dimension vi- uh, vibrationally. Ah. And, uh, and so what happened was that's how we got Flash of, uh, Flash of Two Worlds. Mm. And uh, and it was kind of cool. <laughs> ne- never underestimate the power of a good fiddler, kids. Never. Never. Yeah. Or a, or an evil fiddler, for that matter. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll, so. we'll find out who the villain is of a uh, Cosmic Boys miniseries soon. Time yes. will tell. Ha ha ha. Oh uh, yes. Oh wait, was he the villain of his own series? Um, maybe. Mm. I guess we'll have to find that out later. Much, much later yeah. when we get to zero hour, eh? Uh, We're actually going to have to do some uh, Baxter soon because yeah. I've got a, you know, the friend I've given, I've given him all the way up to where the new five members join. Yeah. Now he is breezing through the Legion. He's reading like, he's read like five years of Legion in two mm-hmm. weeks. And wow. he asked me the other day, out of the blue, are Shrinking Violet and Lightning last dykes? <laughs> That's funny. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't tell you that yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to not say yet. Um, and they're not yet. And yeah. they're not in the Baxter run, but it just goes to show how well written that was that people who, you know, are just reading it are like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's something going on here. Okay, here we go. Blue Valley. Um, like many fictional cities, the real world location has not been uh, specified. In the Flash story arc, Year One, Born to Run, writer Mark Wade placed Blue Valley in Nebraska. According to the Atlas of the DC Universe from Mayfair Games, Blue Valley is sw- situated on the northeastern edge of Nebraska, 20 files south, 25 miles southwest of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
While this distance is not plausible, Nebraska is almost 60 miles from Sioux Falls. <laughs> the Yeah, but, you know, stuff shifts around when you got to add in places like Gotham and Metropolis True. and Coast City. Um, which, are, which are both in New Jersey. Yes. What? Uh, what? What? He says the general location would likely be near the real-life towns of St. Helena, Nebraska, and why not Nebraska? In the late 1990s, Blue Valley was used by writer Jeff Johns as a backdrop for the adventures of Courtney Whitmore at the start of her career as the second Star Spangled Kid and her adoptive father, Pat Stripe C. Dugan, in the pages of Stars and Stripe. Johns mm-hmm. narrowed down the location of Blue Valley to specify Douglas, Saunders, and Lancaster counties in JSA 81. Goodness, which would have placed it near Ash. It's in Nebraska. <laughs> it's in Nebraska. I, th- I think we can just go with that. That's all you need to yeah. know, kids. It's yeah. in Nebraska. So there you have it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yay, Nebraska. And if you haven't read Stars and Stripe, you should read it. It's fun. True. You should. Very fun. Uh, it's and, and it reminds us of a time when <laughs> Jeff Johns could write a book without having to... Decapitation? Pun- punch anyone's head off. Yeah. <laughs> uh and stuff actually happens with that with the TV stuff. Stuff so, actually well. happens in each issue, so that's cool well, they, too. Well, they weren't writing for the trade back then. Let's just be honest uh, about that. Yeah, well, now a six issue. It'd story be it'd could. be nice if they could write for you know it, it, you can write for the trade and still have stuff happen in each issue. Thank you. I'm just saying. Back then, you know, a, th- a three issue arc is now a a twelve issue maxi series now. Indeed. So indeed, and you know just, what. Characters staring at each other for entire pages, and then totally like what? All you get off my lawn. Yeah, please. <laughs> get off my lawn. Ah, anyway. All right, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Indeed. Oh wait, but in case you haven't got it yet, um, Volume Five of the Legion uh, showca- Showcase presents the Legion of Superheroes uh, has been out since since December. That's true, and, and still I, get I it. hear that a certain Deemer yes. is, is a Legion fan. So yes, we're she happy is. about that. Absolutely. We finally found someone to replace Scott. Oh, damn. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She did a great sketch of... Um, I've got a great sketch of Superman that she did, actually. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Excellent. At the last Super Show, so there we go. Woohoo! Super Show. Sigh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, I got one other thing I got to mention. What? 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 They, they okay. announced a new IDW artist edition of Commandy. Oh Lord! Well, you're happy. <sighs> I yeah. You're 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 in. I'm gonna you're have in the to, geek bird seat right there. I'm gonna have to get me another job. Because <laughs> yeah, those things are expensive, but uh-huh. beautiful. They are, but mm, yeah, they're pricey. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. They are pricey. All right then. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can easily be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and it's rocky traveling and... Hey, Scott and Matt don't even know who we are. What happened? (laughs) And we will see you all next week. Iran-Contra hearings. What? Gonna do it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Not at this juncture.